love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 15 of Banter Buddies, your favorite show where people leave voicemails and two people comment on them. Brian, welcome <laughs> back to our podcast. Neil, we're back. Hello. Yeah, yeah welcome. We're do it. Thank you for the warm welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a what a podcast it is, you guys. Somebody will call in one way, talk mm-hmm. about something, and then instead of us talking back to them, we will talk to each other about them. Yeah, it's, it's a no, it's a novel concept. Nobody it's else great. is doing this, and that's why you're listening to the show. Is it's it's such a good idea for a podcast that someone had to do it, and uh, it was us. And uh, now we have thousands upon thousands of loyal listeners, and they're all named Wendy. Oh, yeah, that's the that's a very common name these days. Um, and uh, in the past as well, it continues to be one of the best names that you can you can have. And uh, we're thankful that most of those people listen to our show. It's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, welcome back, everybody. We're talking. We're chatting. It's a it's a good day. It's uh, it's the summertime. You know, that's that's the season that we're in. Um, Hopefully you're enjoying, uh, you know, your time in in, in the nice weather, you know, and uh, school will be out soon. If it's not already, that's fun. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna be a great summer, Brian. Everyone's saying it. You know, I'm I'm he- I'm hearing it all over the place. I'm hearing it on social media. I'm hearing it on our phone calls, um, on the TV. They're all saying it's gonna be the best summer ever. <laughs> on the TV, on the TV. It I could was be watching a, Price Is Right. It could be just and a all rumor. the commercials are saying, "Hey, yeah, it's gonna be great." Neil, we're talking about live shows. Ooh. We're talking about concerts. Some people, when they think shows, they think musical theater. Maybe they think a band concert. Mm-hmm. Could be that, too. Could be that, too. Yeah, it's, uh, we're in it's, a band, so we're talking about concerts. Yeah, we like shows. We like seeing live music. And, uh, yeah, some say concerts. Some say shows. To me, yeah, I wonder. I, I used to think, like, okay, a concert is when there's, like, a program, you know, or there's, like, a intermission, or something like that. Like it's a more more formal scenario, I feel like, right? Like you're maybe sitting down, you're maybe dressed up, who knows? I think it's just a little more classy to be at a concert, whereas to me a show, you know, it might be like a general admission thing. There's a whole bunch of people around you, you know, you're all standing up, maybe you're a little sweaty, maybe it's outdoors, maybe it's in a tiny little club. So, you know, lots of people will, you know, call it different things. But to, to me, that's where the delineation is. You know what I've realized recently, Neil? especially looking at so many different bands because everyone's announcing, you know, touring routings, live shows, sprinkled dates here and there. So I've been on a lot of band websites lately. No one, there's no universal thing for what they call the tab on their website where the live (laughs) show is. There's live shows, there's shows, there's live, there's tour, there's dates. There's uh, (laughs) dates, I like dates. Dates. Uh, yeah. What else did I see? Somebody else did something really odd. I was like, "This is this is what your brain goes to as like this sums up live shows." But it's all over the place. I mean, people kind of say merch or store, right? Yes, those are the two. Yes, or, or about. But tour, I don't know. It's all over the place. So I, I think here we yeah, go. I think it would be fun to do something different. Like I think for us, maybe what if like ours said like parties or something. Party. But <laughs> I think I, people would only go there to be like, whoa, they're playing birthday parties now. Let's go. Right, Let's go. right, right. Get them or, in my backyard. I, yeah. I live 
They live 950 miles away from me, but let's do it. Because there's a way to make it sound, oh, we're going to do something different here. You know, everyone writes shows or, or, or whatever live, but like, well, we're going to do something different. But then, yeah, people get confused and you're not sending the right message. So I think it makes sense to keep it simple and do one of those uh, classic classifications right there rather than try and get uh, a little creative with that. Yeah, yeah. Just so go, much but, confusion. But that's okay. Creativity is what we like. Yeah, and the last show and the last year has been, um, you know, as as we record this here in June uh, of twenty twenty one, is just like all right, not not many shows have been happening. So I think and, and, virtual and it, live streams. That's right. That's true. A show again does can be many things, but in person concerts and shows the way we the way we like them the way they're meant to be um, oh no what if it starts you have to like subdivide the tab now you have to go oh like no virtual. yep yep you will uh, you'll tap on shows and then there'll be a, a drop down for virtual or um in person neil and, as uh, our website designer you love or hate mm-hmm. drop downs Sometimes it's necessary, you know. It's it's a little um, it's a little much, and I feel like it's a little kind of uh, messy to have uh, all these different options. But sometimes you need it. You can't avoid it. You need to be more specific, or you know, uh, segment some things. So um, you know, it's it's all about uh, what makes sense, and uh, you know, just the usability of your site. So I don't know. Sometimes you do need the drop down. Question for the cuckoo voicemail. Where are we oh my going? gosh, Brian, the cuckoo voicemail prompt question of the week uh, of the of the episode sorry we do a show every every other week but you know sometimes you gotta say a week what was your favorite live show or concert and or sorry what was your first live show or concert and what do you remember about it so you got to think back we asked everybody to uh you know uh, think think in their early life or i don't know maybe some people went to their first show when they were uh, 45 who knows you know there's no there's no rules it's all good so there's we'll, no we'll find we'll on. find out we'll find out i guess yeah. when when people generally went to their first show so yeah we just wanted to know you know what those early concert what those early music experiences were um, because they can be very important and yeah like you said we love the interactive we love the you know different kinds of possibilities with shows and it's always fun to see where you know people got their start with that kind of thing Neil you and I have been to a lot of shows and mm. then on top of that you you and I have been to a lot of shows together yeah yeah that's true probably I've probably yeah I've probably been, well obviously like shows that were playing and stuff but even Outside of that, there's probably no one else on earth I've been to more shows with than you. That's cool. That's yeah. nice. That's how it and, works. And you the same. In right. Return, in return. Right. I was thinking, okay, so we posted that picture of the Coldplay show that we went to <laughs> um, together at the Target Center right after we met yep. at college. But that must have been like a week after we met. Right. Yeah, I think it was in that fall. You know, like, yeah, I it's think like it was September in that autumn. Second, and like school started like the twentieth of August. So we That's met. That's pretty crazy. And we went to a show, and then you took me to Death Cab for Cutie. Uh huh. At yep, first, I, I remember that. But yeah, we that did see that. That must have been like December. That must have been later. Yeah, yeah. So those are, you're saying those were our, our first shows together. Yeah, first shows together. But what about you? Let's go way, way back. What was your first show as a human? Okay, so um, my first show was like a family show that I went to when I was in kindergarten. You called your mom and dad. You had to ask. <laughs> yes, I had to. I had to go back and ask because I remember this one, but I was like, "Was well, this really the first one?" You know. And um, we uh, went to go see at the time we were living in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, suburban Chicago, um, where I lived for like two years when, again when I was in like kindergarten. And we went to go see a group called Sharon, Lois, and Bram. They are a Canadian, formerly a Canadian children 
Children's Group from Toronto, formed in 1978, and uh, very notable for um, having you know having a, a, a three human individuals and then a enormous mascot elephant in the band. And the elephant which, looks good. The elephant is. High quality, you know, Disney Park quality. Like this isn't some Disney Park quality. This isn't some off the rack, uh, flimsy costume. Um, this is big. This is this is ve- a party city, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is legit. This is for real. So that was fun. They had a hit song called Skinamarinky Dinky Dink." Uh, yes, Did that's they write the name that of song? it. I I don't know. I mean, it is kind of like a they're kind of like a folky kind of band. We were just like talking before we hit record, just like their Canadian group, like we said, and that you know the Canadian folk festivals are very big. So it really is in that vibe of like the you know all ages and uh, you know bring your whole family out. But uh, yeah, Canadian. So that was the first one I went to, and I just called I just called my mom and asked, and she's like, "Well, you know, uh, do you remember the the Longer Burger Basket story?" from that day and i was like what no i've never longer burger longer burger basket that is a brand of like wicker um you know kind of uh nice baskets so almost like a picnic basket burger it's about a basket it's like i think it's someone's name or something like it's all one (laughs) word longer burger uh but uh i don't know but uh yeah so fancy basket it's like a fancy picnic basket that comes in all these different sizes and it's like a decorative for the most part you know Think like a little basket that you'd put like potpourri in or something like that. Or, yes, it's on the know. back of the toilet. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I okay, got that. So, another basket. It's like it was three also and a half like, inches tall. It was also like a thing that like, I think like my mom like sold. Like it was like a it was like one of those things that you could like like Mary Kay or like one of like these things. Tupperware where, or something. Like or Tupperware where you could have parties <laughs> and like sell the stuff. Um, like a pyramid scheme or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's not anyway, a pyramid scheme. Neil. It's a funnel. <laughs> yeah, we're all having fun here. Um, okay, but on the way, I had to use the bathroom. I had to do a number two, y'all, and uh, we were in Chicago traffic. You know, just just jammed. Couldn't go. Couldn't couldn't exit. Couldn't leave. So my parents uh, quickly put a plastic bag into a longer burger basket, and um, I did a big poop right into the basket. Um, and that's hey, that's ingenuity that's, right there. That's fam. That's that's parenting right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's thinking on your toes. And I actually do remember like that show. Like I can like I can think of I can think of looking at the stage and seeing like I actually have like visual memories from the show. And I was in like kindergarten. Cool. So it was a long time ago. So I actually kind of remember it. So that was my first like kids show, family show way back. And then um, it took a long time for me to go to like another concert. We moved to Minnesota when I was in like fourth grade in like 1997. And um, kind of just went to like Timberwolves games. Like we, we got like a ten game package over that time. So every year we went to like a whole bunch of Wolves games. And you know, I think my mom said we did some like Disney on Ice things. But the first like concert. Wait, can in- I guess from all the times I've talked with you and Darcy? <laughs> please, please. Okay, here's what I'm guessing. I, mm-hmm. I know that she took you to see a Jimmy Buffett concert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that you went with her to go see your favorite band of all time. At the time, Matchbox 20 and yes. Train and yes. uh, what's Rhett Miller's band? Uh, yep, Old 97s. Old 97s. And I know that you went to go see Hootie. Was it any of those? It is uh, It is the middle one of that. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Uh, uh, Matchbox 20, Train, and Old 97s at XL Energy Center in the summer of 2001. So I was like a freshman uh, in like high school at that point. So it took me a while. Like I didn't really go to many shows before that, but that would be the one. And um, what's you know, your favorite the, Matchbox song? 
Oh man, I love I love their album Mad Season. So probably their second album. So uh, probably probably one of those. Uh, Does it have yeah. push on it? Push on uh, that. That's on their first album, oh, but yeah. three AMs um, on the second one. Yeah, yeah. They got they got some good jams on there, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I went back to the to the Matchbox the days, roots. but uh, yeah. So those are like the first uh, first ones for me. So that's that's how it goes. But uh, yeah, good times, and uh, I got I got to revisit the Matchbox of it all, you know, and and uh, listen listen back to that. That was good times. Um, but yeah, Brian, how about you? What what, what was uh, what do you remember from your first uh, show concert? Uh, what, what was it? Similar. Do not have a date like kindergarten, but we saw this band that was in Minnesota, Twin Cities area, called the Teddy Bear Band. They oh, are yeah. still rolling today, kids yep. band. I saw them multiple times at uh, like a church fall carnival, mm-hmm. same stage that pop up like trailer stage. And they have uh, their hit song is "Throw Your Bear in the Air." Maybe, maybe that's not <laughs> "Throw Your Bear in the Air." So you bring your teddy bear to the show. Genius, genius marketing. They have a giant teddy bear. They're still rolling. We should do a we should do a co-headline bill in the cities with them. <laughs> I know, I know. Now, can anybody be in the teddy bear band? Like, do you think people are you know? Are, do you think they have like a revolving door of, of musicians that are, I think are doing it's that? The same three people. Yeah. Maybe? Still going strong. I think it is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's. I'm sure that's especially here. In the, obviously, uh, you know, or maybe only here in the Twin Cities, that would be a lot of people's answer to this question. Yeah, the Teddy Bear Band. That's the first. I mean, we're probably now we have try become people's first shows too, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's probably pretty common. So yeah, when uh, especially when- that year we played like. 150 elementary schools or something like that's what it's all about and we'd yep. always say uh, we probably i bet like second graders didn't understand what we were saying we're like is this anybody's first concert and we're like it's uh-huh. all uphill from here and they're yep. the yep. teachers are like why are these old white guys like doing self-deprecation humor on our stage <laughs> i know so someday when uh someone else is doing a, a a show like this you know people will call in and say i saw this weird band called cool kangaroo it's gonna be good Okay, so yes. then, then I didn't. I I called my parents to ask too. We didn't really go. I didn't see a like a a stage concert really mm-hmm. until sophomore year of high school. Okay. I went with uh, some senior girls from choir. They took me. Uh, we went to In Sync, oh, and amazing. Smash Mouth opened. And I had Gosh. to look it up here. I had to look it up. It was uh, March thirtieth, two thousand two. All right. They played oh, twenty five songs. <laughs> <laughs> including they had two medleys so they played like uh-huh. you know they played like 27 songs they played every the song they ever had <laughs> yeah. it was the celebrity tour i don't think that gone the single gone like had been a single yet and that's how like quick the album was out so mm-hmm. that was yeah. great and after that you and i went to go no I, i'm trying to think that was high school right yeah high school yeah yeah, I wasn't with then, you for this one. We talked about. Are you talking about uh, Newfound Glory and Lesson Jake? Is that or Good oh, Charlotte? Oh yeah, I saw, yeah. I think no. Th- I went first to go see the Pop Disaster tour. Oh, uh, yeah, yep. That was that with, was two thousand two. Yep. Yeah, with Jimmy World, Green Day, Blink, and then I saw yeah Good Charlotte and uh, Newfound Glory and Lesson Jake. And Lesson oh, Jake man. had like the leaf blower toilet paper roll thing. Classic bit. Classic. Classic bit. And then at some point in there, I uh, I went to go see. I think it. I think I saw the starting line at the Quest. Ooh. And um, 
a little band that I uh, later found out who it was opened the show, My Chemical Romance. So on, wild. Uh, What's so, the uh, what's the Helene album? What's that? Three yeah, cheers for uh, Helena. Yeah, three Helena. Che- three cheers for sweet revenge. Yeah, far away, <laughs> just like a time. Yeah, yeah. They're like, right. you know, yeah. they're 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 enormous, obviously, and they're doing like a reunion tour like next year. But um, it's just incredible sometimes to be able to think back to when you saw them like open a show in like a one thousand <laughs> capacity club. You know, that's. That's uh that's Saw a lot of wild. shows at the Quest. A lot yep. of shows. Yep. Downtown. But those are the uh, firsties. That, that right after that as, as soon as high school hit, I started going to a ton of shows. So, as soon as nice. my parents were like, "Okay, you know where to park to go to First Ave." Then I could like go to First <laughs> Ave and the Quest a lot. That's so, right. As soon as they, I got my license. They knew you'd be all right and you just all had to walk like roll. two blocks. Yeah, so shows, they're so they, yeah, they're so great, they're so important, they're they're formative. Maybe they explain things, but who uh-huh. knows? We've yeah, and like you said, we've been a lot to a lot together, and I think um, through our callers here, I think we'll it'll jog some other memories that we had, maybe seeing some of these bands or that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, should we should we jump in and see what uh, what kind of calls we got this week, Bray? Yeah, do we are these like uh, we have some good stories in here? I haven't I haven't yeah. checked them out yet. Yeah, I've, we got some good stories. We got some good um, like opening acts and stuff like that. So okay, okay, um, I'm excited. So uh, let's get it going right now. All right. Hey, my name is Melina, and I'm from Orlando, Florida. Uh, My first concert was in 2008 when I was 11 years old, and the band was called The Flaming Lips. I love them to this day. But what was really distinctive about that show was that um, before the show started, the venue staff came around with this giant cardboard box full of just like hundreds and hundreds of these tiny little laser pointers. So I grabbed a handful. You know, I was a cousin. Um, and so all uh, before the show started and all throughout the show, people are pointing these little laser pointers all over the room. Um, and then in the middle of the show, during a song, the band starts to push out a lot of smoke out of these smoke machines. So now instead of the laser pointers just pointing to the wall and having a red dot show up, it was pointing through the room, like, with a solid red line. And um, so everyone starts pointing their laser pointers all around. And then the lead singer holds up a giant mirror, and everybody points their laser pointers at the mirror. So there's just, like, hundreds and hundreds of these red lines all over the room, um, which it was just a really cool experience for me to see. You know, I've seen a lot of cool stuff at shows throughout my life, but that one's just always really stuck with me because I think it was the most interactive and just really cool experience. So, yeah, super fun. There it is. All right, Melina. Hopefully we're getting you right there, your name right there, Melina. I'm saying um, Marina. Marina, Melina. Uh, I don't know. That's all we got. Okay, Melina. <laughs> thanks so much for calling in. The Flaming Lips. What an Ooh. important band. They're Oh, they're the best, Neil. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, First she, show. What that's a incredible. crazy experience. That's uh, that's that's hard to top too. That that's kind of in some ways unfortunate that you know you started at the highest peak and then everything's just got to live up to <laughs> live up to that show the rest of your life. That's a that's a hard act to follow. So yeah, Flaming Lips, legendary. Um, you know, great songs. Obviously, you know, got great albums and music and stuff. But you know, obviously, I think they're really known for their 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 theatrics and their big shows and the, you know playing festivals. 
balls and just doing wild stuff. Obviously, Wayne in the big like hamster ball, like inflatable ball thing, like that is you know that's iconic as well. But the laser pointer thing, Brian, uh, I know you, you've been to way more Flame Lip shows than I've been to. Did you experience this tour? Did you get to do the laser pointer thing too when you saw them one of those times? No, I've seen them seven times. And, wow, and I didn't. I didn't get to see this, but I, I didn't see this tour because I've I've never seen them in a small club. I've mm-hmm. we've always been on tour every time they've played first ever come through. Um, I guess I saw them at Roy Wilkins. Is that the big half one off of yeah. XL? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw them there, but uh, I didn't get to see this bit. But I saw videos of it. It's so cool, especially like it's part of the. You know, they always you know notoriously they got written up in Rolling Stone back when. I was reading Rolling Stone religiously, and um, <laughs> the big part was like, "Hey, here's a, rec- a picture of the receipt. They spent ten thousand dollars on confetti for this like <laughs> tour or something like that, or some show." Yes, and I was like, "That's incredible. That's so wonderful. Like these guys care about like the gimmicks like just as much." I was like, "This is what I want, and that exists out there." Uh, yeah. So this thing is cool. You should watch the videos of it. It's really sweet. But I just love that they made the venue people like, "Hey guys, Passing can you up. like walk through like?" With this thing and just like hand out these the cheapest laser point pens ever. It's yeah, awesome. And uh, everyone, the, yeah, the staff, hey, hand all these out. And uh, yeah, everyone's probably going to be push, putting these in your, you know, pointing these in your eyes, but uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it's all for the show. It's going to be okay. But yeah, we, we, you know, you know, we were in a rock band, obviously, before Cuckoo. And, and I feel like, you know, Flaming Lips kind of in, inspired some of that. But then obviously, when we switched over to doing, you know, what we're doing now with the, with Cuckoo and with like interacting with the crowd, doing all that, like Flaming Lips is right at the top of the list of like bands we were inspired by and wanted to be like, because yeah, like you said the emphasis on antics and and uh you know gimmicks and stuff like that is like so fun and i just love the idea of like yeah putting a ton of money into like a thing like this or like resources into like one songs like you know crazy mirror laser thing that you're gonna do like just the dedication there is is and that they don't tell anybody about it too that's great just like it's going to happen so love it yeah the first time i saw them was at the minnesota state fair i brought my sister along it was raining all day so we thought the show was gonna get rained out and the magic numbers opened along with Sonic oh. Youth. So I got wow. to see Sonic Youth Shoot. at the Minnesota State Fair. What a show. Um, and uh, I, I learned a lot from just watching that show. Just, yes, I loved all the antics and the gimmicks and things like that. But Wayne and the band set up their own gear. Like Wayne was out there <laughs> yeah, yeah. setting up, taping stuff down, cheering, waving people on and stuff like that. And so it wasn't just like these invisible, like it wasn't roadies in black, like which – I, I, it just was, I like to see that. And, and we try to like live that DIY lifestyle too, you know? Yeah. And, like you're um, not above like setting up your stuff, no matter yeah. how big, no matter how big you are, you can still like set up your amp and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just was especially only going to see big stuff at that time. And then not, and then also because the opener, um, magic numbers that got like rained out and they had to push their set, they had them come out. And play like four songs in the middle of the Flaming Lips set, so they probably so had cool. more eyeballs than that. Yeah, and that just—I don't know—that just showed that was cool. That wasn't like, sorry, you're done for the night. This is our show. That was yep. like unity throughout that. And I remember later, um, when we were in the UK on a Frank Turner tour, like one of the promoters really did not want us to play, and Frank like fought for us. They're like, no, this is our opener. Like they're playing a set, and he like fought for us, and it was reminiscent of that too. So Frank and wow, Wayne. yeah, that's great, great story. It was cool, um, awesome. Thanks, uh, Melina Marina, <laughs> for the call. Onward.
Hey, this is Eric from Portland, Oregon, but I'm originally from Minneapolis. The first live show I saw was Ringo Starr at Riverfest way back in 19, whenever it was. I remember knowing the words better than Ringo to the song Honey Don't, and I also remember my parents looking up at me, not necessarily in amazement. Of course, I was very small, so I was up on my uh, dad's shoulders. But they uh, looked up at me and, and gave me the, the thumbs up that I had known the lyrics better than our, our poor Ringo star up on stage trying his best. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Eric, what's up? There we go. Uh, is Now, is Riverfest, is that... Riverfest was held at where? I'm trying to think where that was. I just was. Googled it. I think it's La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay, it's in one of those amphitheaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seeing Ringo, what's up? Headlining. <laughs> That's so cool. That's great. Yeah, what Ringo. A cool thing. Doesn't Ringo like have like uh, like this band of like other and he's like the all-star band, right? Where he has like all these people from other groups and stuff like that, like super group like type I, of thing. What is the Ringo Star band thing? I think I think there's that's just the name and okay. the all star and the all star band of all the Beatles and all their solo. I know the Beatles really well. Their solo careers I don't know that well, and Ringo's I know the least of all of them. But he does have a ton of number one singles that he got yeah. as a solo artist. So <laughs> that's great. I just love you're seeing it. You're you're a kid and you're like this kid. This guy's famous and he's phoning it in. Come on, man. Let's right? Go. Yeah, doesn't he's a little fuzzy. A, doesn't even have a cheat sheet on the ground. But yeah, yeah, I like this too of like the the idea of like yeah, like the parents being right there and like being able to all go together to like a show like this, you know, not necessarily like a you know I'm sure it was all good for families and stuff, but you know it's not like a little kid show. It's like oh we're going to see Ringo Starr, you know, like that's that's pretty cool too. Even as as a youngster and even though he's messing up the words or whatever, like you're going to be able to go way back with that and remember that for a long time. Seeing seeing a Beatle and singing along with your parents, like that's rad. Yeah. Going to an outdoor show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, outdoor I, shows I like are always too. great. I love when people just bring bring their kids along. Like, I don't know, it's a show. I don't know. Even, I guess, if you're going to go see, what, Guar, Guar or something like that, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you can bring your kids, you know, it's all good. You, you know, do, you do you, you know. You can you uh, just, you, uh, you. you know, bring those headphones and put them on them. You know? I think so. that's the biggest thing. That's, like, what, she's, what we should talk about. Like, Neil right. and I both... Um, uh, we've been in front of a PA for a long time, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. get a good pair of headphones or uh, yes. good plugs. You got to think, think long term about uh, about the hearing situation because, yeah, it just slowly goes ever so slowly. So uh, that's that. But yeah, Riverfest, that sounds fun. Maybe maybe they st- if they still do Riverfest, we want to play it. We want to go hey, down. What was, okay, I know there's OzFest that came mm-hmm. through, but that wasn't a one-time thing. Yeah. But what was the 93X Fest? Oh, is it just called X Fest? Was it X Fest? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I remember like that. I wasn't allowed to go to any of the X Fest stuff, but yeah. I found an X Fest t shirt that I got at no Goodwill. Way. So then I'd wear it around. I wouldn't actually, nobody would ever be like, oh, what was your favorite band? So I never had to do that. But some people would be like, cool shirt, man. I'd be like, thanks. Thanks for yeah. listening to 93X. It was 93X Fest. Yep. <laughs> so they just put the name of the radio station and Fest after Yeah, it's probably it. so, like Stained. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they, they probably had some good ones there. But yeah, that was kind of a similar kind of like outdoor 
festival type show. But uh, yeah, there you cool. go. Okay, so these next two we're going to do back to back because they both Thanks, talk Eric. about uh, the same band. So here come two calls for you. Uh, hey, Neil and Brian, this is Gerard from Los Angeles. Um, my first live show that I can remember came in the summer of 1984. It was after my freshman year at UCLA. Um, Los Angeles was hosting the Summer Olympics, and UCLA was one of the Olympic villages where the athletes were staying. Um, my summer job was working as a housekeeper in the Olympic Village, which was the UCLA dorms. I changed sheets and towels and got to meet some of the Olympians. Um, so anyway, the other student housekeepers and I heard about a concert by a very famous California surf band inside the village for all the Olympians. The Olympic Village had really tight security, so we all had ID badges just to get into work every day. We all decided that we would come back after hours, flash our IDs, and try to crash the concert. So that's exactly what we did. Um, of course, the band was the Beach Boys. The concert was on a lawn at the Student Rec Center. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about this show, but I do remember dancing and singing in a huge crowd with athletes from all over the world. There we were all singing along to all the classic Beach Boys songs. It was definitely a very surreal experience. Oh, and one more thing. Thanks so much for including my student Diego and his for Turfer sandwich in the last episode. He was so excited to hear his voice on the podcast. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, guys. See ya. Hey, guys. It's Chris. I'm calling from Studio City, California, to tell you about my first concert experience on, well, at least the one I remember as being my first. On August 11th, 1993, I was 11 years old, and my parents took me to the Mark of the Quad Cities, which I don't think is there anymore, or at least it's not called the Mark of the Quad Cities. And I got to watch the Beach Boys 25th Anniversary Tour. Uh, and the thing I guess that I remember the most about it was that John Stamos, or at that time, Uncle Jesse from Full House, was playing drums for them. And it was, uh, sadly, the Kokomo era. So I remember that song as being one they played. Anyway, that was my first concert that I went to with my parents. Ask me about my second concert, which was way cooler next time I see you. Later. All yeah, right. Beach Boys duo right here. Beach Boys, two people. That was uh, that was one of their first. So yeah, we get two uh, two uh, California folks calling in right there. And I guess you know our second caller, Chris, assumes that there's going to be another podcast where we ask about your second concert. So you know maybe in a few years we'll do that one, Brad. He was saying Quad Cities. That must be like. Um Maybe he was thinking like Iowa or something like that. Is that like yeah. Iowa, Illinois? Yeah. Yep, that's the spot. Yeah, the Mark. And that must have been like a big venue, probably a probably a very big venue if the Beach Boys were playing there in '93 or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. that's cool. Those Gerard, are two. Those are two really in. good stories. Yeah, Gerard first with the UCLA job. That is an epic story. The Summer Olympics. You could. It was like a private show, basically. It wasn't just like anybody could get in there. It was. Uh, uh, you know, it was a show that, you know, he again, he, he like he said, he had to have special access to as an employee there. I can't imagine that's so fun partying with all the Olympians singing the song is amazing story. I guess that's so cool, especially if you're like thinking about like California and you're like, what's the most notable at that time? Like California band, you yep. know, even though it's like 60s, 70s, but it's like the Beach Boys. Right. So everyone from around the world is there. It's not just yes. like U.S. Olympians. 
right. hanging out, like singing the Beach Boys songs. That is really cool. Yeah, probably like uh, like so many people that maybe didn't even speak English, right? They're just like there, but they know these songs, right? They know these classic songs, and they can like sing along to California Girls and all this stuff, right? I mean, like, Barbara Ann, Barbara Ann's great jam <laughs> all the time. So yeah, ep- epic story there. That is that's one for the ages. And then uh, and then yeah, Christian Uncle Uncle Jesse. I, I I mean, I knew he was like. A Beach Boys person, obviously. I think he like played some Beach Boys songs on Full House. I'm yeah, sure. that's what I thought. Like the Beach Boys were on Full House, but he yeah. like toured with them, like straight <laughs> did, up yeah. like playing like Iowa. <laughs> that is right. That is amazing. He was just like, yeah. How about me for your drummer? I was just like, sure. It's not that complicated, you know. It's just some chill, you know. I don't know. I'm sure he's a good drummer. I think he played drums and stuff and sang on Full House all the time. So you know, he's uh he's multi talented there. The Stamos. Um, but yeah, well, what's wrong with the Kokomo era? I mean, I feel like Kokomo, I, I, yeah, maybe it's like considered one of their like cheesy, you know, kind of um, songs, but I don't know. I, I guess I don't know any better. I don't know that much about the Beach Boys to know sort of the like st- apparently the stain that the, <laughs> the Kokomo era is when they're maybe, maybe people didn't like that they had like, yeah, like a TV star like in their band. <laughs> well, I think it came, it, first of all, it's like a later revival, right? So it's yeah, like later. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think uh, who at the time was in the band. Maybe right. he's bringing it up because, like, maybe like Brian Wilson wasn't in the band at the time. Right, right, right. And it was like associated, I think, with the the Tom Cruise film um, Cocktail. Oh, <laughs> and uh, and that's why that's why it was like big at that time. So right, right, right. Who knows? I, I don't I don't really remember um, who who wrote that, but I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm. Let me look it up here. Let me see. Let me figure it out. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. So it's yeah. Mike Love and Carl Wilson are singing voil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Brian's not in the band anymore. Yeah. So people are like, this is uh, this is cheesy stuff. This is just like we're still rolling. We're not, you know, we're not we're not good vibrations. We're not pet sounds here. So that's right. <laughs> we got Uncle Jesse. We got. But that's th- right. how cool is that? That John Samos is like. You know, I don't know. It's it's kind of like John Mayer playing with the dead right now, right? I bet people are like going to talk about it later, but it's like people are like, "What? I like yeah. the dead. I like Phil Lesh. What's going on?" Well, and what's interesting about this too is like '93 is like right in the height of Full House. Like it's probably like one of the biggest shows on television when like, especially when like television like really really mattered and there weren't that many like things to watch. So it's like pretty wild that he was able to do that also at the same time and it must have been maybe even like a big draw for the show too right it was just like yeah guess what featuring <laughs> uncle jesse that's right yeah so that, that's kind of a, kind of a cool thing maybe and they were um, still wearing uh hawaiian shirts as always but then they all probably were losing some hair so everybody's wearing like a baseball cap too you know what i mean that's like yes. that became like the new the new thing yeah, and I think Brian, you know, before we go on to the next call, I think we should put out, um, you know, put out feelers here and just see, maybe run this by our fans to, you know, say that, you know, someday uh, would it, would it be cool if we did a similar thing? Like, what if, you know, what if instead of me uh, in the band, it was for just for just one tour? It's not a full on replacement, but you know, it'd be like um, I don't know who what the equivalent would be today, but like you and some other famous TV star are, are Charles doing the Barkley. shows. But yeah, that's the thing is like shows. I don't know. It'd have to be some. From like I don't know I don't even know anything about what TV shows are on, <laughs> on right what now. What popular shows? I'm trying yeah. to think who's like uh, 
Who's like the hottest like uh, pop? Probably somebody from like Modern Family or something like that. Yeah, yeah, some Ty big Siegel's, show. No, that's not his name. That's a. Uh, this is bad. This is bad. Uh, this, this is bad. Isn't good banter. This, is, this, this is isn't rough. gonna make the show. I'm definitely gonna edit this out. No, um, <laughs> no, but, no, but uh, yeah. If you if you ever see something like that happening um, with our band, just know that it's a it's um we were inspired by uh, John Stamos and the Beach Boys. Yeah. All right. Next, Kala. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and my first ever concert that I've been to was the Clarks, and it was at Fayette County Fair, and it's memorable because they played my two favorite songs, Penny on the Floor and Mapley with the End of the World. I got to ride lots of fun rides, and I got to pet a lot of animals in the at my second concert, I got a high five from the singer. I hope for my third concert, it's a you guys concert. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> there we go. I was worried Annabelle. for a minute there that Annabelle was just going to do a quick bye. Um, we got to say apologies to Annabelle because she called in last episode and did an Avida Zane. German goodbye, and uh, unfortunately, Annabelle, you know, we'd like to have you in every single episode, but it just didn't work out last time. So, thank you for calling again. Thanks for doing a different goodbye all the time. Appreciate it. Okay, so what a great idea! So, okay, you have to you get to go see your first concert is one of your favorite bands, but it's at a county fair, right? And so then you get to go on rides on top. <laughs> oh, of Oh, and a petting zoo. Come on, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. on. That's awesome. That's so way the, cool. So but the Clarks. I've, Okay, what's the Clarks? Do you know who the Clarks are? I Googled the Clarks. The Clarks are an American rock band from the Pittsburgh region, originating at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Over the course of 30-plus years, they've produced 11 studio albums, two live albums, two compilations albums, the EP, four four solo releases, sailing near to a half million copies. So they're in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Did you know there's a town called Indiana, Pennsylvania? Now we do. Now we do. That's cool. That's um, First of all, that's a lot, especially for... Uh, you could call them a regional band, but they're probably like we toured everywhere. Yeah, we've Just been like around. Us. Like that's a lot of copies. That's a lot of copies. Yeah, it looks like they've been around since 1986. So yeah, yeah this is cool, and and this is great too because I feel like we've probably heard of like pretty much all the bands that people are going to call in and talk about today. But Annabelle is uh, introducing us to some new music right now because the Clarks were a mystery to us before two minutes ago. Especially since if they've been around since the 80s, if they've sold yeah. a half a million copies, that means they've sold physical copies. That means that they had to pick up and carry the boxes of those. Oh. And um, we know from like, hey, let's do an order of 500 vinyl that we sit on for like a year or something like that. Like, that's a lot of boxes. Like, you got to haul that around all, everywhere, like all the time. Even yeah. th- they rolled through the whole CD era. So cheers. Good job, Clarks. Wow, that's, Making it that's, happen. that's a lot. And yes, thank you, Annabelle, for your call. Next caller, please. Hey, guys. Travis from Riverside, California. First concert, the year 1997. I'm in eighth grade. My brother gets tickets to see No Doubt at the Anaheim Pond, now the Honda Center. It was like their homecoming show since they're from Anaheim. Uh, it was for the Tragic Kingdom album. And the show opened up with the Main Street Electrical Parade Turtle going across that little area where the security was. They played the Main Street Electrical Parade song. No doubt, hits the stage. As you know, Tragic Kingdom is a reference to uh, Disneyland. They're from Anaheim, and that's what their uh, teacher used to call Disneyland, so that was amazing. 
and the opening band was actually Weezer. Now, Weezer was already huge at that time, but this was like probably nine months after the commercial failure of Pinkerton, even though Pinkerton now is considered like, you know, their best album by, by most people. So that was my first concert. It was great. They even brought out uh, the specials for the encore. Uh, they played Ghost Town. They brought out, um, oh, I forget, I think it was Warren Fitzgerald. He was the guitar player for the Vandals, but also most notably uh, he was the touring guitarist for Oingo Boingo which uh, for you younger kids out there, Oingo Boingo was a band from the 80s, and their singer, Danny Elfman, uh, is the voice of Jack Skellington and does a ton of uh, Tim Burton scores and other amazing scores. So, great concert. Uh, two off-topic questions, as per usual, my signature uh, for my calls here. Uh, I'm a podcast connoisseur, and I was watching uh, Tiger Belly, Bobby Lee's podcast, and Jordan Peele was on there, and he was wearing a cuckoo kangaroo sweatshirt. Uh, I was wondering if you guys were aware of this, if there was a story behind that, did you know he was a fan? Um, and also, you guys are from Minnesota. Target is also from uh, Minnesota. I'm a huge Target fan. Are the prices cheaper there? I know when, like, a place, when you go to a place where a company is from, sometimes the prices will be cheaper since they don't have to ship stuff. Did you guys get the Target hookup? What's going on? Uh, thank you guys so much. And last thing, I know this call's really long. I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to let the fans know how awesome you guys are. I get a message from Cuckoo Kangaroo. Uh, specifically Brian, asking for my address to send me something, and they sent me uh, the black and yellow beanie that I referenced like three months ago on the on the, uh, on the the podcast. So you guys are awesome. You're amazing. Love the podcast. Love the band. Can't wait to see you guys in person. Have a great day. Bye. Travis from Riverside. Does he write this stuff out? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, uh, yeah, he spends all day, you know, uh, penning this uh, incredible voicemail, and he just reads it all back with his incredible energy. Okay, there is, especially from touring, I know about some of this, so all these Southern California references only from touring with the Aquabats, right? Uh-huh, yes. Like, I know a lot of these names from that. Yeah, from like that the specials. Era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the Vandal stuff. <laughs> um, Vandals, all even, that like, stuff. I learned about Oingo Boingo from the Aquabats and stuff like that. So I didn't know about the Danny Elfman thing. Like I know who Danny Elfman is from like these scores and stuff, but I didn't know he was the Oingo Boingo singer. That's cool. I only know about all this stuff because I think he was on he's been doing the podcast realm. He was on like Mark Marin or something like that, like a week ago and I listened to it and I'm like, Oh, you're the voice of Jack Skellington. That's wild. wow. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Travis always coming in with a great call. That's great. Uh, okay. I mean, so geez, we're talking no tragic doubt. kingdom here. Yes. Um, biggest thing of, uh, Gwen Stefani. I recently like rent, went through a big, um, no doubt like Wikipedia dive because Ooh. my dad who watches the voice was like, why is Gwen Stefani so popular? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had mm -hmm. to kind of like walk him through like yes. to, in his reference. He's like, who is this person? All of a sudden, this person's on the cover of People magazine. And it's like, who are you? Yeah. You know, so I had to like walk him through. So we did some of the stuff. But um, are you big, um, Neil? You like uh, you like No Doubt? Yeah, I didn't get super into him, but definitely this album is, is great. And, um, you know, I liked I like some other bands sort of in that in that um you know, in that vibe, maybe a little bit more, not necessarily like the ska like type of thing, but yeah, I mean, the the album is obviously a classic. I mean, Spiderwebs, Just a Girl, uh, Sunday Morning, I think is a really great song. That's probably my favorite, no doubt, song. I don't know if it was a single or not, but I love that song. Um, you know, yeah, they got, they got, they got hits on that one and that launched their career. And, uh, 
you know, they went, uh, they kept it going pretty far. And yeah, return of Saturn after that was really big. That was, I remember seeing some of that like on, on TRL. Um, uh, let's see, what's the single on that one? Think uh, about this. Think yeah. about coming back from like, all right. So I'm guessing this was like giant on MTV and uh-huh. you're doing, you basically did, they probably did a world tour. They're coming yep. back to play a club that was probably smaller than they should be playing in a hometown. No, a Honda Center, so it's big, right? Yeah, you saw a hockey game there. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where I saw the Ducks. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool arena. Yeah. I like that. That was fun. That was a fun yeah. night with the Ducks. Yep. Okay, but um, they're coming back. They're playing the Honda Center. So, But think about what do you think the guest list was? How oh, long was gosh. the guest list of yeah. friends and family reaching yeah. out? Yeah, 100, 125 names deep for sure. <laughs> Minimum. All yeah. plus ones. Yeah, I'm saying it was like 300. I bet there was 300. That is under, wild. Under the Main Will Street, call. the Main Street Electrical Parade Turtle is all that is super cool. That could not have been easy to get. But again, no doubt at that time. Pretty Wait, big, is that a Disneyland so. thing? I don't even know. What that it, yeah, is. it's like a parade. Yeah, it was a parade um, like float that they did. Where it was a really early um, Disneyland parade from I forget when it started. You know, but it went for such a long time. It went from like the mid 70s to the mid 90s. Oh, so it's or something like, like an I, it's like a one of the floats. It's like one of the floats. Yep, and it's kind of the the parade is very lo-fi like again it's just like kind of these wire structures with you know you know lots of different lights on them and stuff like that um yeah and the song Do you think is, we could start uh, talking about the holodazzle and then people <laughs> from california and disneyland and disney world will start caring about the holodazzle like huh here in yeah that was a minnesota parade you guys a winter parade yeah you uh, watch a parade in downtown minneapolis while you're freezing while you're freezing <laughs> yeah sipping some cocoa uh but yeah weezer opening because they put out a, a commercially unsuccessful album <laughs> that's awesome too what a show that's that's really special. Um, and I then, hope yeah. even though it had failed, I hope on this tour they played no Blue Album. I hope right. they played only Pinkerton, right, yeah, just like, to grind sorry, it in. Totally. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? That's what I'm curious about. That's we right. got to look up and the set list there. Somebody put it up there. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, but right, yeah, let's then, hit the questions. Let's hit the questions. Yeah, Bobby Lee's podcast. Uh, he's a comedian, a stand-up comedian, and uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, Key and Peel fame, and uh, now more recently, uh, all your favorite horror movies, Get Out and stuff like that. Uh, yes, we uh, we have seen the photo, and uh, yeah, Jordan Peel was nice enough to to wear a cuckoo kangaroo sweatshirt while he was on that uh, on that podcast. And uh, yeah, we uh, we worked with some some folks who worked on the Key and Peel. Um, show we're kind of friends with them and i think they just hooked him up with the merch right they just gave it to I him i have and, absolutely no clue on that and usually yeah, i have like a direct like one two answer on that yeah so uh but yeah basically what we know is yeah we were just basically we were friends with some some people who worked on the show or producers on the keen peel show and so um i think we talked about it yeah we did talk about um you know, uh, meeting uh, Keegan Michael Key, um, and uh, you know, and I don't think we talked to Jordan too much that day, but yeah, so it's really cool, and that's uh, that's amazing. And every now and then, it just pops up, and someone sends us the photo. It's like, hey, do you know about this? And uh, that's really cool. It seems like it must be a good show because lots of people keep you know revisiting it or finding out about that podcast. So Bobby Lee is really a wild, cool. wild podcast host. <laughs> it's great. Yes, <laughs> um, and what about Target, Brian? Are our, our prices cheaper in the Minnesota Target? Nah, probably not. Probably not. We've been to Target yeah. all over the place, but yeah, Minneapolis is the the hub for wearing and, uh, wearing the red Target and that's right. uh, wearing a red shirt and khakis. 
Now, and, th- something that may- this made me think of, it's not Target related, but um, Best Buy is also headquartered here in the Twin Cities. And one thing that will happen is in their uh, at the Target store, that's the, the closest to their um, to their headquarters uh, here in like Bloomington or Richfield. I'm not sure what it is, but they have they will sometimes do some like trial type things in their store of like things they're, they're they are thinking about doing, but don't want to roll it out like nationwide or worldwide or whatever. So that's like the one thing we'll get is some, you know, I don't know if I can't think of many uh, examples of things, but they also like put a Best Buy at the Mall of America for a while and stuff like that. So that's what makes me think of is like the, it's not necessarily like prices or anything like that. But if, you know, your company lives there you, you they, or is headquartered there, they just maybe, uh, you know, try out some different ideas um, to just see how customers respond and stuff like that. So you can get some of that. So I feel like that's as far as it goes. We do have a lot of people that we know that work for Target, uh-huh. and uh, they're in it. They're drinking the Kool Aid. They love it. They there love Target. We love Target too. I just it's if you're best. asking if it's cheaper because it is expensive, maybe probably in California. Everything in California we feel like is more expensive than in the Midwest. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's just it's a it's a different it's a different vibe. There okay, you, go. you got Travis, your beanie, you. Travis. You're you're ruining the surprise that we reordered our pom pom. Our pom pom winter hats, but we pl- are we're Neil and I are trying this new thing. It's called not procrastinating on merch or making videos, and uh, <laughs> we did a reorder basically because you reminded us that about the hat, and uh, so we did a reorder from a company in Wisconsin. The Iowa company had sadly gone out of business, and I remembered that you told us to get those so. I sent you the beans. So yeah, they'll be there available go, to purchase uh, this in. fall. Everybody else can get them this fall. And yeah, you, you guys are all the loyal listeners, so you get to you get to get a little sneak peek of what's coming soon. Um, but yeah, thanks, Travis. Hello, this is Mona from Des Moines. Um, I went to a lot of shows as a kid. My dad was in a band, um, so I went to a lot of shows. But that may be the most interesting live music story. Golly, I'm really building it up. Uh, was about, about 20 years ago, I went to see Incubus in Des Moines at the Valor Ballroom. And I was, I was in the front and center with my friend. We waited forever to get in line. And of course, I got jostled, uh, back through the pit and out. I, I wasn't that wild and rambunctious. But I then found out later that my husband, who I met nine years later, was in in that pit. It was kind of fun. And uh, anyways, nah, I was uh, pretty into Incubus, feeling my friend was more into them. But it was a fun show. It was, um, it was definitely one of the first shows I went to by myself without my mom. Okay, love the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Des Moines. Mona. Mona, super mom. Mona from Iowa. Uh Uh, Mona and uh, and her husband, Derek, have Mona and Derek's quiz show, which we were on. Uh, We probably talked way too much on their podcast. (laughs) They were like, this show is normally 20 minutes. I think our episode's like an hour 10 or something like that. That's right. We were on their podcast. Yeah, we'll link it up in the show notes. She's in a band called uh, Ramona and the Swimsuits, Ramona and the Sometimes. They change their band name, I think, sometimes. So uh, <laughs> hard to hard to track them. But yeah, they play in Des Moines and stuff like that. So if you're in Iowa, 
you can definitely go uh, go see them. The koozie says rats. <laughs> yes, they make cool merch and fun stuff like that. Those two are the best, and uh, we like seeing them when we go to Iowa. We met them because they they were in uh, Leslie and the Lies. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, another, lies, lie, Leslie lie. and the Lies, multiple lies. L Y S. Okay, Incubus. Incubus. Wow. I loved Incubus too in high school. I got introduced to them. I'm not ashamed to say that I got introduced to them by TRL. Because their um, first single off their, uh, I forget what the name of the album is, but um, uh, "Stellar" was the name of the uh, was the name of the song, um, and that was on that was on TRL for a while. So that's when I really got into them, and yeah, I thought they were awesome, and uh, you know, they're kind of a great one of the first sort of um, sort of like fusion kind of bands. That, you know, I feel like they were kind of early. I feel like they were maybe a little bit before kind of the Limp Biscuit and you know that that new metal kind of. You know, stuff that's maybe a little gross right now. But Incubus was a little, little more, uh, you know, kind of prog rock, sort of, uh, you know, funky. You know, they had a lot of sort of like maybe like some Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, inspiration. But then they also had like a DJ um, up there with them, you know, who was, who, was, who was spinning and mixing and stuff. So I, I love that. I love that they had this like sort of hip hop. They had a great drummer to amazing drummer. And um, I, I just really like Incubus. I really like uh, a bunch of their albums, so okay. uh, I can get down with that. Speaking of the drummer, Neil, on a later album, I think there's like a bird on it or something like that. Like they played yes. Letterman, and I watched Letterman and Conan all the time. But I remember yeah. the drummer had two crash cymbals that he put. He sat like real low. Like <laughs> he had a really like. Small drum setup like you, right? Yep. You got you. Simple. You keep your you keep your snare like right in between your legs, like really tight. He yep. probably had like a smaller than average um, kick drum, maybe like one floor tom. That's it. And he mm-hmm. and them hi hat tucked in really close, like right by your knee. And then he had his two cymbals. Like I swear, they were like six feet in the air, <laughs> and it was so weird. All I just remember is being like. Wow, that's so cool! His drum setup is so different, and he was like, he was like basically standing to hit like the the crash yeah. up top there. I don't know why, but yes. like just that's just right in my memory. Just the drums, so that's fun. And then, yeah, when I think about that, it probably like wasn't his like normal setup. But it was like, oh, we're on TV. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do something weird here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, let's let's get let's get to Mona here. Okay, Neil, pit or no pit? What's your what's your thought about when you're at a show? Uh, I had to. Nowadays, no. Nowadays, I just want to stand in front of the sound desk and, you know, in front of the front of house board, soundboard, mixing board, because it sounds great. I just want to be centered. And, um, you know, I'm re- we're both tall people, so it's not like we need to, you know, really concern ourselves with that too much. So, but yeah, when I was in high school, when I was first getting into bands, some of my early shows like this, like club shows and that kind of thing, I was the, I was the same way as Mona, getting there super early so I could get in there and be right in the front um, but I ultimately guess I don't really know really why I wanted to be that close again. It wasn't like, ah, I'm short. I need to get up there so I can see. I think I just wanted to be as close as possible and I wanted to be able to get a set list or, you know, get a drumstick or, you know, just, just be there. But it was also just like, I was so excited for the show that it was just like so fun to be there and anticipate it. So I think it was just more of like over excitement about going to the show is why you I want to feel to the early. energy of yeah. the band through the crowd. That's where the party uh-huh. is. That's where the energy yes. is. 
Yes, but yeah, it sounds like uh, Mona. You know, again, if you if the if the if the crowd if the pit's moving, you can get sucked in and it, and you can be you know spit out the other side. So that's how it goes, and that's part of the fun too. If you're getting you know bouncing around in there and stuff for some shows, that's that's part of the, the fun part is uh, you know smashing into people and really jumping up and down together and doing all that. That's all energy and it's all fun. Neil, did you um was were you dyeing your hair black by this time <laughs> when you were going in the pit? That was yeah, sort of. That was probably a little bit in that time. That was like early college days. So I was yeah, I was still getting in that pit. So that's that's what you got to do. Were you starting to grow the front of your hair? You know how you were growing (laughs) your hair down really long. Yeah, tuck that first that bang underneath the side of your glasses. Were you doing? Yeah, I had to get had to get it out of the way. Tuck it under the glasses. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, totally. I don't know. Were you were you enjoying the pit? I want to stay so far away. I want to just run from the pit. I want to. I have my spot. At first Ave, like, I want to be on the main level all the way back, just right up the first two stairs so you can barely see the main room. Because I don't want to be in anybody's way. I'm super tall. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody poking me, being like, can I get through? I need to see. I just want want no one to touch me. I don't want to bump into anybody. I don't want to be in anybody's way to go to the bar or the bathroom. I want to be just, I want to see the show, and I want to interact with nobody. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Very cool. Well, thanks, Mona, for the call. Check out uh, check out their podcast again. We'll link to that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, Neil, I'm talking. We have so many more calls, and I'm talking way too much. I guess are, is this called Banter Buddies or what is this show? It's called Make This as Ranter. Long as Possible. Oh wow, that's good, Brian. That, that was that was sharp. Um, but yeah, let's keep moving. Wait, what did I say? What did I say? You said Ranter Buddies. I don't know what I said. The internet's cutting out. All right, what do we got here? Let's keep going. <laughs> hey, cuckoo guys. Uh, my name is Mitch. I'm in Texas. And uh, I'm an adult, and uh, my, my favorite or my first concert was a Blink-182 concert. And uh, the thing I mostly remember about it is uh, that I found two of my favorite bands at that same concert, which uh, so Blink-182 opened up or played the, the headlining, and uh, Jimmy Eat World and New Found Glory both opened for them, and uh, they soon became my favorite band. So that's definitely what I remember uh, learning to super rocking uh, bands that I had never heard of before. So that's it. Keep up the the silliness, guys. Perfect. Yo, yo, Mitch, thanks for calling in. Texas, uh, Brian, did you did you know he was an adult? <laughs> I was just going to say that, too. That's, that's so funny. That made me laugh. I thought he was a kid, but I thought he was a child, but then he said he was an adult, and I was like, oh, I get it. Maybe, I. you know what, classic Mitch, you know what I mean? He's, we know Mitch is like 11. But he's just, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to fool us by telling us he's an adult. Okay, Mitch. Sweet. Yeah, there's so many there's so many apps these days that'll modulate your voice and um, you know, you can really you can really become anyone you want um, hey, on a phone call Mitch. like this. So I'm seventy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I feel like that's what happened here. But I really like this call too because this is a this is a perfect way to get to know new bands and sort of a little PSA to uh, get to the shows early, everybody, if you can, um, and uh, see the other uh, see the other bands on the bill, see the openers. Uh, oftentimes, that's Brian and I. We're the openers, right? Like that's we've we've been that slot. Most bands, no matter how big they are, have probably been the openers at some point. So everyone kind of realizes the importance of that. And like Brian said. There, you know, he, you just had the little story about Frank, the little anecdote about you know him going to bat for us and making sure that we got to play our set even when the promoter didn't want to. And you know, sometimes it is sort of a oh they're on the same label or oh 
we're doing a favor to this band management or something like that. But a lot of times the headliners have a say in who opens for them and it's sort of like picked out by them. And that was the case with Frank and the Aquabats and all these bands we've been lucky enough to tour with. So, um, you know, it's sort of an extension of the headliners and stuff that they would like too. It's not just some random band that might be able to draw. So check out the check out the openers when you get a chance if you can because uh, you might you might dig it and if nothing else hey the headliners picked them so there's probably something going on that's good especially there. Jimmy World didn't uh, they play Tom's wedding cool I think that's right yeah good good one yeah I think that uh, yeah they're super fans and so yeah Jimmy World Newfound Glory both awesome bands um, and uh, that makes a lot of sense for them opening for Blink and uh, yeah that's how it works and and that's just one way to find out about new bands is uh, or even if you're not going to the show just like look who's opening these tours and stuff like that and just like look at the listings and see who's out because there's a good chance that if you like that headliner you're probably gonna like the opener too yeah you might be reluctant you know but you gotta you never know yep. you might find something truly special there so even especially at really small clubs you know so the thing I like about New yeah. Glory when when I've seen them before, and they might have changed it going later, but they were playing with these bigger bands that were doing lights and fog and lasers and stuff like that, and they did the opposite. They just set up their band. They basically just turned on like just like white lights on themselves, and they just played it like it was like a, a VFW club. They were playing an arena, but they just played it like simple. We're just gonna play a rock <laughs> yeah. show. I, I I dug that. So that was cool. It's kind of like. Um, when I uh, um, I heard about uh, Rihanna doing the anti tour, um, she did the, she did the opposite. Everybody's doing huge LED screens, giant lasers, stuff like that, and Rihanna just has like couple lights, and I'm gonna sing my jams, and she just killed it, you know. So, all right, um, thank right. you, Adult don't let, Mitch. Don't let the music lead the way there. Yeah, Adult Mitch, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> And we have this call, and this is also another one that has a little bit of some uh, some opener uh, surprise here. Check oh, out this oh, one. Okay, okay. Hi, guys. My name is Megan, and I'm from Pennsylvania. And when I was about 10 years old, my parents took me to see none other than Celine Dion opening for Michael Bolton. And I'm pretty sure a year or two later, Celine Dion became one of the biggest stars in the universe. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Love you. Bye. Celine. Man, Megan, what's up? Thanks for calling in. So many people from Pennsylvania. We have, it's like Pennsylvania and California. <laughs> Are those our two biggest it's audiences? A big, it's a big state. Pretty, pretty big state, right? Yeah, it's a big state. There's lots around there. Celine Dion, checking the opener. Man, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be crazy if you didn't know who Celine was walking in to see Celine, especially right. if she's singing, you know, Mountain know. High, River Deep. Ooh. Neil, what's the, song, what's the song that Celine sings that's like, you were my strength when I couldn't wake. What's that one? Yeah, that's that's one of her one of her big hits. Obviously, um, uh, is it because you love me? I think oh, is the name yeah. of that, no. right? I think How do you that's... know that? We should we should listen to more Celine Dion in the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to. One uh, a lot of people don't know this, but one of our first songs was called Celine Dion. And uh, it's it's one of the songs that has been lost to time. You cannot find it anywhere online, and it might never come out. But we did do a song about Celine Dion um, singing at your funeral, and um, that's that's the best possible choice for a funeral singer. So um, we made a song about that. But yeah, that's cool. To even yeah, this is the same story. Even that's Celine good. Dion was opening for somebody. She was opening for Michael Bolton. I just googled it. Summer of nineteen ninety two. Opening act for Michael Bolton, they kicked off the Time, Love, and Tenderness Tour. Boom, right there. <laughs> so, uh, yes. 
I got I got my windshield fixed uh, the other day, so I had to sit in the lobby of an auto mechanic mm. thing, and the view was on. Yes, and um, they were uh, interviewing Michael Bolton on um, Skype wow. or Zoom or something like yeah. that. So there was like delay. That was like <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, but uh, Michael Bolton was. <laughs> pretty funny like he was kind of dry oh, that that i don't know right. like i know he hangs out with like the lonely island guys but like is michael Bolton yeah. funny i think he might be i think he's like in on it you know he's very like self-aware you know he's just like yeah i get it you know i'm, I'm this guy from the 90s with the long hair and the great vocals and all that stuff so that that's good that's good to be like that and you're not just like uh oh, living in the past and oh I, i'm you know all that stuff it's like you're you're into the jokes and you can take a joke and you can uh you know be lighthearted about it i, I appreciate that so I'm, I'm glad you think he's funny i guess we'll have to look more into that and uh you know try and get some more comedy from uh, michael bolton i mean he was in a recent panera ad after us so they probably michael bolton saw our <laughs> panera camp panera thing and was like wow if these yes. guys are doing panera ads maybe I should. So, and yeah, we did it first, Michael. I mainly only know about Michael Bolton from the Hercules soundtrack from Disney, and because oh. my grandma Leona despises everything about him. So, if you wanted to like kind of wow. like razz her up or something like that, you bought her a Michael Bolton CD or something for Christmas or something. It'd, wow, it's it a bring good down gag the house. gift. Yeah, she'd really, she'd really like rile up <laughs> Michael Bolton. It was great. <laughs> All right, Megan. Megan, who I think is also an adult. Is Megan an adult? I don't know. I can't tell. I, I don't assume anymore. You know, after that last call, I can't assume. I don't know who's an adult and who's not. Okay. So okay. I don't know. That's okay, though. It doesn't matter if you're an adult or kid. Anybody can call this show. So it's all good, no matter your age. We're going rogue. Um, we're yeah, we hit, got one more caller we're hit here. two hours, Neil. Let's go long. I am a from Minnesota. Duluth. My first concert was at the Kuku King. My first concert was the Kuku Kangaroo at the XM Energy Center. There we go. All right. I couldn't quite get the name there. I think it's Lola or maybe it's another Mona. I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, Nice, uh, nice uh, you know, caller there. Maybe an adult. I don't know from Duluth. I mean, it's the same. Lola and Travis. Uh, no, Lola and uh, you know, Mitch. It's pretty close there. But coming from Duluth, Duluth, Minnesota. Ooh, okay, that's right. And uh, wow, Brian, the first show is us. First show was us. Okay, I think the show she's talking about is when um, the Minnesota Wild asked us to play their family day. So we played. Mm. I think um, I can't. I think we so I think we played like a half arena show at the XL Energy Center. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, what are we doing?" But they yeah. basically they had Trevor Noah playing the night before, so they just left the like comedy stage up, and we played. <laughs> but there was an insane <laughs> blizzard that day, and I couldn't believe all the oh, people yeah. that showed up, even in the blizzard, on like for like a two p.m. Saturday show for us. It was just like a free show at XL. Maybe it was just cool to do that, but. It was there was so much there was like twelve inches of snow. Like Lola, how'd you get down from Duluth? That seems unsafe. <laughs> that's that, that's dedication to get to the Cuckoo Kangaroo show, Brian. So I I mean I, I appreciate that uh, that making the trek down two hours from uh, from Duluth down to St. Paul. That's that's huge. And now and now we're calling into our show. That's cool. I hope um I hope seeing us as your first show is good and inspires you to go to more live concerts and live comedy and live art and stuff like that and maybe as i always tell people i'm always like you should start a band 
I mean, you should start a. That's right. You should start an artistic project, but basically, I hope I hope that's what it it gets moving. There we go. Um, so yeah, thanks to all our callers this week. Good stuff, reminiscing about shows and openers and uh, cool stories. Lots of good um, calls there. Um, something new we're going to be doing uh, here with uh, with Banter Buddies is we're going to start including all the calls that came in, all the voicemail, the entire Cuckoo voicemail um, box will get uh, will get emptied. And so if you didn't hear your call in this section, um, you can check out the very end of the episode, and we'll just put all the other calls in there and uh, you can hear yourself and all the listeners can uh, hear sort of the extras um, there all the all the you know ones that were um, you know not in the main segment but they're all in there and so you can hear what people have to say so you know what call in anybody can call adult or child and uh, you will be able to get your voice on our podcast um, Brian that was good yeah you, you came up with that idea so shout out to you for that one thank you Neil this next the next episode that's what I want to talk about because Oh yeah. You have a long running list of what like future questions should be for the pod. And I've seen the list before, yep. but every time we talk about it right before the episode about what the next list is, you have like another new three that I've never heard of before. So I completely disregard the old list and I'm like, Yep, that one right there. So that list is just growing and um I'm really excited yep. about this next um episode question so neil what's the question this week next episode we want to know what grocery store aisle is your favorite to shop and why okay so think about uh going to your favorite grocery store what aisle just makes you the most excited and um you know i feel like the answer really i feel like there's not really a front runner for this one it really could be anything it's really a eye of the beholder type of situation here so we want to know what your favorite is and um, you know, just let us know what, what you like to get in that aisle and why you like it so much. Uh, please give us a call 612-424-0036. And, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can be on the next episode of Banter Buddies talking about grocery stores, Brian. That's, that's, uh, that's what we're doing next. You know, the exciting world of grocery. I know we're going to get a lot of missed calls, people just telling us what their favorite grocery store is. But uh, <laughs> yes. no, no, no. This is no, about no. grocery store aisle. And if you know what number it is, that's even better. I like yeah. aisle seven. Uh, that's where the peanuts are. Yeah, seven's, seven's always that's a good it. one. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's Cuckoo Voicemail. Time to give you some recommendations. All right, I'm going to kick us off here, Brian. I'm going to go first with recommendations this week. And uh, something I really like about my Apple TV is uh, is like the screensavers that will appear on there. Some of the uh, last couple years, Apple TVs, they've had um, these really amazing like sort of drone flyovers, like really slow-moving flyover um, you know, screensavers. There's also some really cool nature ones, some underwater stuff. Um, some good, cool cityscape stuff. So they've really done a great job with that. It looks beautiful, and it's just a nice, nice, relaxing uh, type of view. And um, Disney Plus has taken this idea and uh, put a little Star Wars in it, Brian. So this is something that I want people to go check out. If you have Disney Plus, you can go to like, the Star Wars section, and they have this thing called Star Wars Biomes. And uh, the tagline is, take a virtual vacation to some of the Star Wars film's most iconic and beloved locations like Hoth, Tatooine, and Sorgan, as this charming series whisks you off for flyover tours of a galaxy far, far away. So they, you, there's like four or five of these different things you can pick, and they're each these different planets. And it's the same sort of idea where it's like a slow-moving kind of like drone over the landscape of these planets. And then, But they, uh, unlike the sort of Apple TV ones, stuff like happens in these Star Wars ones, like spaceships fly by and 
and oh, you know stuff like that cool. And, cool. yeah so it's really fun it's kind of like in the same vein as as those screensavers go but you can just pick them right out there on uh on, on the disney plus app and uh watch them and they're beautiful and if you're a star wars fan i think you'll really like it can you put so, them on your screensaver I don't think so. I wish that w- that would be really cool is if you had the option to like add them in. But, um, you know, they're they're probably like five to seven minutes long each or something like that. And so uh, you can just watch them. And I don't know. They're, they're kind of just nice. But, yeah, it would be nice if they could be uh, added in as, as proper screensavers. But uh, this is the next best thing. So most people have Disney Plus. So go check that out on that service. That's my recommendation. Brian, what you got for us this week? Well, first, I was going to recommend that we get rid of the recommendations part of the show because I can oh. never think of something good, Neil. I'm always scrounging, but that's what's good. At the last, always at the midnight hour, Yep. I think of something that I want to recommend because I don't get a yep. lot of new stuff. I'm an old man of routine. I'm always <laughs> just eating my same old peanut butter and yeah. jelly and salad with balsamic <laughs> vinegar. You know, yep. I'm not interesting. You like but, what you uh, like. I got something. I like what I like. Okay, so when we when we did the Ice Cold Lemonade 360 shoot last summer, and uh, we did it with the 360 camera, and we did it in those hot, like, inflatable things, um, we ordered some scooters because we wanted to, like, put the GoPro on the front of the scooter. Not a ton of it made it into the actual video, but the coolest thing was that uh, you didn't want your scooter, and we got to keep them, so... <laughs> Um, I think we did we accidentally order the inflatable tire ones or something. I don't think so. I think I just grabbed them because they 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 were nicer. I, I think it was sort of a last minute like go to the store and get this. So <laughs> you know that's how it goes. But we got it. okay. They were it was probably all that was there. Okay, so I am recommending um, through an accident of something that we got after a video the Razor A5 Air Kick Scooter because I'm a big boy. They're pump-up tires, and this scooter is big. I have size 14 feet, and it fits my whole giant shoe on the, like, pad straight out, barely, but it fits the whole thing. Um, I don't, like, bend and scrape the bottom. Like, I, I weigh more <laughs> than, like, a 12-year-old kid, and yeah. uh, it's a great scooter. It's been really fun. Um, it just keeps me at a good pace because, you know, we're either when we're going on a walk, you know, somebody's got either has the stroller and Gus is on his bike or something like that. Um, so it has been really cool. And now what's been happening is, like, Gus will take his bike, and then he'll always, like, not want to ride, like, halfway through. And I'll have to, like, stop riding my bike and put him on my shoulders. But now with the scooter the past, like, week, um, I have him ride on the front, and he holds on to it. And he has his helmet on, and I have my helmet on. And then I just put my foot on the back, and we just ride. It's been really cool. It's been fun. There you so, go. You can hold two people. It's a good scooter if you're an adult. Yeah, <laughs> it holds two people. Yeah, that's it's, great. Yeah, and I did. I I messed up the tires. I like, I got an air pump, and I like let all the air out accidentally, even like the inside. So like it was like floppy. So I couldn't actually pump it up. So I finally got to it after a year. I brought it up and got like a gas station like really intense air pump and it popped it went it just got it right going again so anyways there you go if you are an adult and you want a little fun scooter that works that is not motorized check out the razor i think you got a target yeah got it right at target and definitely it was cheaper because we got it in minnesota than travis's target so that's how it works we got it made up here in minnesota but yeah that's a good one for riding around the neighborhood or whatever you need to do pick up that scooter 
Razor, everybody, still hanging in there. It doesn't doesn't matter. They they survived the hype. There was like a late '90s Razor hype, you know, where people were doing tricks and cool stuff, and now they just got all these different scooters. Scooters are cool, as it turns out. Um, all right, that Sco- does it. Scooters that, are cool. <laughs> yeah, that does it for recommendations. But uh, onward to uh, game time. Let's play a game. Today's game is. Um, a classic. This is one I think, uh, you know, we've been doing this show for 15 episodes now. And I think this is one of the first games we ever played, but it's been a little bit, so we had to get back to it. It's called Brian or Neil. The rules are simple. We tell you a fact, or we ask you a question, and you have to guess, was it Brian? Was it Neil? That's it, That's it right there, okay? So play along at home. Guess, guess uh, you know, who it's going to be, and uh, hopefully you get them all right. So uh, let's start here. Who had their two front middle teeth knocked out as a kid? That's right. The two front right on top knocked all the way out as a kid. Was it me, Neil, or was it my good friend Brian? What do you think? What do you guys think? What do you think? I, I have a guess, and that guess is correct because I know the answer. So it's not much of a guess, actually. So here comes the answer. It is Brian. Brian, you had your teeth knocked out. What? How did that happen? What What was that like to have your teeth knocked out? Uh, it was so fun. It was so fun, Neil. Yeah. It was so great. Okay. I was, I, uh, I was at uh, Wednesday evening at the time, uh, like, church school or CCD or whatever they called it, and... Um, and uh, we did a trust walk, and I had a broken kneecap at the time, so I had a whole cast from my hip down to my ankle. And uh, I was blindfolded, and um, a kid walked me into a cement wall. Wow, that is, this is diabolical. That's about <laughs> it's one of the worst things you can do to somebody. And, uh, you know, and uh, your, your two teeth came out. So then what happened after that? Like, how do you still have two teeth there where they weren't before? That's cool. They just, like, fill it in with, like, I don't know. It's teeth like a, juice, not a laser, but it's like a blue light. They like put layers of it on there to like fill it in. Wow. But I've had a couple of replacements since. Remember when at the Aquabat show when we were opening and we were doing Shake Your Foot in the crowd and somebody like yeah. crowd surfed into us in the middle Ugh. and they like basically like kicked the mic into my front teeth, Ugh. like the grill and like my teeth got knocked out again. No, but then remember we tried to we auctioned it off at our yeah, merch you table. Chipped, you chipped your tooth and we auctioned it. Yeah, like we broke it off, but it wasn't a real tooth. It was another fake tooth. So the fake teeth have fallen out a bunch. So Yeah, they're not as strong as the real stuff. All right, question number two. All right, that's a long one. That's a long one. All right, yeah, what's number yeah. two? Now? Question number, number two. two. Who was once an extremely active member of the official Weezer message board community? We talked about Weezer with, uh, with Travis, and um, one of us is an especially big Weezer fan. And uh, especially back in the day, who was it? Was it Brian or was it me? The answer, it was me. It was, it was me, Neil. I, uh, I was a big nerd about Weezer when I was in high school. The forum, the message board, so fun. Everybody was really nerdy and really like intense about Weezer in like a really fun, nice way. It wasn't any of the, the kind of craziness, the trolling, the, the madness you see in these types of places now. It was a great place where you could talk about music and talk about shows and learned about other bands that were kind of like Weezer. You know, I found out about Ozma 
and the rentals and all these other bands that were sort of like like Weezer and stuff or they went on tour with them. So that was really cool. And it was just it was just a lot of fun. I don't think I ever like met up with anybody at shows and stuff, but it was just fun to like get set lists from the other shows that were happening and photos and all this stuff. So really good times. And you and Robert learned about their their friend who documented everything. What's That's that right. Name? Yep. They have a I don't think he's a tour manager, but he's been with them from, from the very early days. His name is Carl. Um, he goes by like Carlophone, and he basically it was just a pal of theirs from the early days, and just started videotaping like everything they did. And yeah, they put out like a DVD like 10, 15 years ago from yeah, a lot like their first decade or two. And uh, yeah, so they have Carl. We get to meet. We, get, we met Carl. Does he still roll with them? I don't know. I don't know if he does these days. I'd like to think so. You know, I'm sure occasionally, but uh, he's probably got some of his other stuff going on. But yeah, I got to meet Carl. So. That was uh, he was. You got to meet I got him. To Sorry, meet him. Cut you yeah, out. I got to meet yeah. him at First Avenue, and Robert and I were waiting outside for them to play. When they put out Make Believe, they did like a small club tour, and so we saw them play First Avenue. So that was really fun, like 2005 or something like that. So good time seeing Weezer. All right, next question, <laughs> uh, Brian or Neil, whose brother is a professional wedding DJ? That's right, someone uh, someone who is uh, going to play like 45 weddings. This year, uh, weddings are coming back. We have two brothers. We, got, we each have, have a brother. brother. I have a we brother. We each have a brother. Which one is uh, spinning the tunes? Which one is uh, spinning uh, chicken dance, Brian? Uh, is, it, is it you? Is it me? It is Brian. Brian's brother, Jeffy. You guys know Jeffy. He's been on the road with us um, a whole bunch of times. You probably met him at merch, or maybe he was DJing before our show. That's happened a whole bunch, too. So, yep, Jeffy's a really good DJ especially in the weddings. He, he knows how to do it, and he's been doing that for a while. And he has a new PA system that is white, which is very rare in the world of uh, sound, sound equipment. Yeah, he let us borrow it yesterday for a video shoot. Mm-hmm. It was great. Shout out to Jeffy indeed. Um, all right, final one here. Brian or Neil, who played intramural water polo in college? That's right. We, uh, there was a water polo team uh, at St. Mary's where we went to school, and... Uh, who played on that team? Was it Brian? Was it me? What do you guys think? Trick question. It was both of us. We were both on the team. That's how cool we are, you guys. We, uh, you know, we just had to get in the pool and, and tread water for uh, twenty minutes at a time. That, that's how you have fun. Neil, you were a high school swimmer, and then you invited me, a person who only knew how to yep. not real swim but casually swim, to play. It was great. Yeah, that was uh, that's all we needed, right? We just needed people who wouldn't who wouldn't um, you know sink to the bottom of the pool, and, and you were in. Yeah, we, what we wore, um, they had, which I was. It was my first time wearing an actual speedo. It was a black and red <laughs> camouflage speedo. I think they, I think I remember our team captain said they picked it because it was the ugliest color they could find. Uh, yeah, we had you had to you had to rock the speedo it helps you swim faster, you guys, and it's like. In water polo, there's a lot of action under the water, right? Whether it's legal or not, so you gotta have. You, if you're wearing trunks, you're just gonna get grabbed and pulled around a lot. So you gotta have something that clings to you pretty tight to avoid that kind of action. And yeah, you also wore a water polo cap. That's like how you told the teams apart, and they had little protectors for your ears, so you didn't yeah, so get didn't... like a ball slammed at your ear. Well, I think when people are swatting down, they don't like swat your ear off and like rip it from the back or something. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of danger with those ears. So, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. We had a good time. It was a good way to exercise and have fun in the pool and travel around the Midwest playing some uh, playing some tournaments. That was a good time. So, yeah, we remember those yeah, times fondly. If you want to get in shape, 
do a water polo practice once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Once, yeah, just just one time. Uh, awesome. Hopefully you fared well in that game, Brian or Neil. Sorry about the trick question. We had to do it. Sometimes it's a trick, you guys. That's uh, Now you know. We can trick you. All right, onward to New with Koo. This is a segment where we talk about uh, what we're up to these days, and uh, you got to know about our Forklift music video. It's a new song from our album Slow Clap, and uh, we have a new video. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. There's lots of uh, warehouse imagery, lots of forklifts rolling around, some dance moves and stuff like that. So we really like the song Forklift uh, on our album, and so we made a video, and we hope you watch it. Check it out. Our friend Spencer Shots. Made it uh, for us. Lives out on the West Coast now, but he's made um, he's made a couple videos for us. He's made um, we love yep. potassium. He's made dancing with my cat. He's made some other, a couple of I can't remember. He's done like six videos for us. But anyways, he did what a, great a guy. Job. The latest one is Forklift. Go check that one out. And then we also have more live shows. I think we talked about this two weeks ago when we said, uh, you know, check out the website. We have uh, we have shows kind of around the Midwest and then uh, Vegas, New Jersey. But we just added a big one in Minneapolis. It's official. We're playing the Basilica Block Party, everybody, right downtown Minneapolis at the Basilica. Um, we'll be playing uh, the first night. And uh, so we'll Motion City soundtrack, that's a lot of fun. And then who's headlining that night? Is it AJR? Is that the name of the band, Brian? You got it. AJR's plan, Motion City, and us. That's all you need to know. Yeah, so if you, live in the, if you live in the Midwest, come on over. It'll be a good time, and uh, we'll have some other Minneapolis shows uh, that'll be announced. But, geez, you can come, come to the Basilica Block Party. That's always a fun time, and uh, obviously it was off last year, like most festivals like this. So it's back. Come on out. Watch that one. And then before we wrap, Brian, we got to know, um, New With Coup is not just about the band and the music and the videos and the shows. New With Coup is about what is new in our personal lives as well. And I got to say, you have grown as a, pardon the pun, as a gardener uh, over the last few years. And, um, man, you, your yard is just packed with plants, vegetables, um, all sorts of things. Obviously, you're a big compost person. We wrote 200 Worms kind of based on your compost bins. But what do you got going this year in your garden? What are you excited about? Let us let the people know uh, sort of uh, what's exciting to you in, in your garden this summer. I tripled down on my garden beds, raised garden beds in my yard, and uh, to the point where my neighbors, um, they call me Farmer Brian as they walk by. But uh, we every year it's um, you have yes. to experiment every year. You kind of learn a little bit, and then you have to wait a whole another year, especially in Minnesota, um, for another round of harvest to try. So we got lots of things going on. Radishes popped up right away. Ooh, and they're fresh and they're a little bit spicy. We have turnips going. The onions are doing great. We uh, experimented in a, a low sun area and some broccoli this year. It's doing well. Um, Ooh. Some of the stocks are. But the biggest thing is uh, we doubled up on our kale. Uh, we specifically put our kale in a good spot, um, and we only did our main, I like dino kale. We did like four different types of kale last time. We have some leafy lettuce going on, arugula, things like that. Uh, we did seven tomato plants this year instead of four. We already have some tomatoes coming up. It's just it's going great, you know. We um, We tried squash last year and pumpkin and zucchini and things like that and this year we're just doing one acorn squash 
and two pumpkins, but instead of all the other things, we've done a ton of um, Minnesota wildflowers, specifically to get more bees and get more butterflies in there so they can pollinate the flowers so we actually can get more pumpkins. And so uh, we have some little mason bee nests and holders. They're uh, non-stinging bees that are pollinators. So just having a good time. The pea pods, Neil, did you see that big... uh, the the burlap twine that I made up those pea pods are getting big. Yes, they're doing great. Yeah, they they can climb up the climb up the rope there. Um, that's great. I mean, geez, Farmer Brian in the house. Look at that is that is a whole thing. You're gonna have like a CSA situation going on there before you know it. But one question though, Brian. So you talk about you know like the squash and the pumpkins and the things that you have to kind of like maybe like learn how to do it better next time around. Is there anything this summer that you're like I'm just you're just kind of trying something. You're not really sure how it's gonna work out. Is there any like trial stuff that you know you're not sure how it's going to go but hopefully it'll be good long term what, what's new for you this year that you're not not too sure about uh a couple we didn't we did jalapenos last year um and we just realized Dang. we wanted to do something different and we'd maybe like get the jalapenos from the farmer's market even though they're fun but arugula is new this year and that's been really fun because we just want fresh arugula and we don't want to use all the plastic in the plastic bins but the broccoli is the new thing. I don't know how it's going to go. Usually it's a fall plant. I don't know if it's going to flower or something like that. You don't want it to flower. So broccoli's the broccoli's a wild card. Let's see what's All happening. All right. Good to know. And, yeah, maybe uh, down the line we'll get into the, the, the gardening episode of Banter Buddies. we got to do it all eventually, you know. So I think, you know, this is a little teaser for what is to come with uh, Banter Buddies and the garden. So and I if think, you're I my think neighbor and you're a Koo fan listening to this podcast, I don't think that that exists. But don't <laughs> let your dog pee on my garden beds by the yeah. sidewalk, please. Yeah, you got to put the little signs. I for when I walk Josie, sometimes I see that they put like little yard signs on either side of the garden and be like, "Please don't poop here" or whatever. So if you do have that problem, that's and I don't hate that. You know, it's okay. I appreciate that being like because I can move my dog just a little bit further if it ends up being the spot. You know, so I, I like that. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, Brian. Neil, garden. thanks for asking. That's very kind of you. There we go. You got a great garden. I was in your backyard recently. I was like, "Dang, this is this is a, this is a jungle back here." Oh this my gosh! Fantastic. And we're doing corn for the first time because Gus wants. <laughs> to do corn and mammoth sunflowers but the squirrels have eaten most of the sunflower plants but a couple corn made it through so we'll see if they pollinate who knows they pollinate (sighs) each other Geez, you're doing it all. That's fantastic. Uh, please direct all gardening uh, DMs and emails to Brian, and he will he'll help, he'll set you right up right there, you guys. Um, all right, that's it for the show. We did it. We did another podcast. Thank you for all your calls about your live music experiences. That was a really fun one. Obviously, we play live shows, so that that was you know right in our wheelhouse. We like that. And uh, like we said, next episode, uh, grocery stores. Okay, what grocery store aisle is your favorite? to shop and why please call us 612-424-0036 and uh, we will answer those and we'll have a good time talking about uh, our favorite grocery aisles and all the delicious things that go on there uh, i'm gonna get to brainstorming about that brian we, we got we got to have a good one we got we got to bring it for the grocery store episode yeah we'll bring it hard neil what do you think um i drank a whole cup of coffee right before we recorded this good idea or bad idea for next time 
I, I think it's great. You know, I think we just had a lot to say because of the live music stuff. But yeah, we got a little bit of a longer episode, but that's how it goes. We don't care. You guys can not listen to the whole thing if you don't want to. But the, the super fans know. They, they, they know this show is about 90 minutes. So it's, <laughs> that's how it works. You, you don't really, uh, you know, you just got to keep going. It'll, it'll be okay, you guys. But yes, and the show's even going to be longer than that because right after we're done talking here, remember, we're going to have the rest of our, our callers uh, who didn't make the show. You'll be at the end here. So stick around, listen to those. Shout out to Neil Z for the theme song. Shout out to Matthew, a.k.a. Wampa Stampa, for the beautiful artwork. Please call us for the next show, and uh, you could be on here. But Brian, it was fantastic to talk to you again about music and all this other fun stuff. And uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil. Hi, my name's Abby. I'm Ryan. We're calling again from... Rhode Island. Thanks for taking our call last time. We wanted to talk about Abby's first shows. So I'm a musician. I play vibraphone, and I would play up until the pandemic. We had a monthly gig at a tea house that we played for about three years, and Abby started coming to that when she was three months old. And one time I went up and played with Jetta. Yep, she took some mallets and played along. Um, the first big show she went to was to see Yes, so some prog rock. Mm-hmm. So, that's all. Bye. Bye. This is Amy. I'm from Leander, Texas. I saw Loverboy and Joan Jett when I was 14. I remember saying, I remember standing close to the stage with my friends, and as the lead singer of Loverboy dabbed his face with a towel in between songs, I yelled, he's going to throw his towel, and everyone around me went nuts. He didn't throw the towel. Hi, my name is Carol. I'm from Albany, New York. My first live concert was February 22nd, 1997. I was 12 years old and saw Cheryl Crow with the Wallflowers. My mom took my younger sister and I to the Palace Theater in Albany. There was this old Art Deco style of gold accents in the red velour seat. That's what I can least remember now. Um, I thought live music was the best thing in the world after that day. My mom had us yelling about how much we love Jacob Dylan. Now at the age of 36, we still talk about that concert. Um, we went because my mom was infatuated with Bob Dylan. Uh, she always wanted to be the cool mom, and we definitely earned that title over for her that day. We just couldn't stop screaming. I love Jacob Dylan. I still had no idea who he was at that time, um, but it was a lot of fun, and I would do it all over again. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, you guys. It's Michelle. I'm from Encino, California, and my first concert I ever saw was a band called Sticks. S-T-Y-X, and they played in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Dane County Memorial Coliseum, and I was in the front row, and I was totally squished, but I was really close to Tommy Shaw, and that was awesome, and he's still an awesome rock star, and he's probably going to be in Minnesota this summer, so go see him, because he's really good, and so is Dix, and so is Cuckoo Kangaroo, oh yeah. Hi, my name is Griffin, and I'm from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. My first concert also was Coldplay. Bye.